welcome to the Encounter Mercy Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Dragone, and I have with me, as always, Father Andy Boyd. How's it going, Father? Good in you, Vince. Doing pretty well. So uh, I have nothing really to, to, to talk about right off the bat. How, how's, how's, everything, how's everything going? You know, it's been crazy with, you know, my life just in general. Um, getting rid of a leased car and purchasing a new one. Oh, what'd you get? Buying it over in Ohio. Uh, Nissan Rogue. Oh, that's a nice car. I got lucky because, you know, we went through Hertz or I think Hertz. Yeah, Hertz. Um, rental car company. Um, I don't know if you heard, but they kind of went bankrupt. So they're starting to thin down their fleet. Well, this was a 2020 Nissan Rogue from Hertz that I got for like $20,000 and like 11,000 miles. So I got really lucky finding this car because it's the only one on any of the lots in the nearby areas that was that cheap. So uh, lucky in that sense, but it's the whole process of having to register it and title it and get the insurance and get rid of the old car and make sure everything is taken care of there. So I've been in and out of Erie a lot lately because of that. And now you have payments. And now more payments after paying the least payment. Now I got to pay the, 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 whatever year's loan that I got on it. So as of today, what is today? Today's June 30th, 2020. My wife's car is paid off. Wow. As of today, Lucky you so excited. We paid it off three that years, exciting. three years early. Wow. Good for you. That's so, exciting. Yeah. It's just part of the whole I know we, we try every once in a while we get like on the bandwagon of the Dave Ramsey pay off all the debt as fast as you can. And then we slack off, maybe buy something else and then we get back on it. And when this whole COVID thing happened, we just stopped spending money and we just saved up a, a ton of money so much to the point where, you know, now everything seems a little stable, at least, um, you know, where my, my job wise, I'm not too worried about getting, becoming unemployed, at least in the super near future. So it was like, okay, now that we have this money in the bank, let's start paying stuff off. So that's what we did. And to me, it feels awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And that is really smart to be able to, uh, be able to have all of that, you know, taken care of and have had that nest egg to take care of all these things. So now you have fewer and fewer bills. That's exciting. Yeah. Just one more vehicle, student loans, a mortgage and and then we'll have to do it all over well, again. Well, the number <laughs> the number keeps going up. So, and then with the, the with the children, you're going to have to pay for all of theirs. And yeah, yeah, it, it's a never ending process of paying your debt. But but you can't you can't serve two masters. So the, the more that you can no. pay off, the, the better. And I think that kind of leads us into our topic for today. Um, yeah, so, I kind of want to talk a bit about. I was mentioning this to you earlier, but I kind of want to talk a bit about Saint Bartholomew. Um, and specifically one phrase that Christ says about him. And so, you know, a little bit about St. Bartholomew is that he's one of the 12 apostles and he's mentioned sixth in the three gospel lists, which are of course are in Matthew, Mark, and Luke and seventh in the list in acts. And, um, he was not just, uh, an apostle, uh, he was, or excuse me, he was listed as an apostle, but he's really not mentioned anywhere else in the New Testament, at least un, not under name Bartholomew. Many writers and Catholic tradition have identified Bartholomew as Nathaniel in the Gospel of John. But um, specifically, the one I'm talking, uh, this the phrase that I'm looking for, it comes from the Gospel of John. And it's uh, the phrase, the it's John chapter 1, verse 47. And Christ specifically says, 
he is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. And I think that's really important for our life, you know, especially it, not just right now, but right now, because, um, you know, I'm a, not too much of an avid gamer, but I do pay attention to video games and uh, play them every so often. But in the gaming industry right now, um, and we've seen this already in the past with the Me Too movement, uh, there is that calling out of the um, sexual abuse, not just in the church, but throughout the world. And right now it just happens to be hitting the gaming world. And there's a lot of people both being falsely and credibly accused. And so it, it comes once again to our perspective as Christians and specifically Catholic Christians of what that means for us. And the really important part is, is that we should not be duplicitous. Um, so what exactly does that mean? So let's pull up the definition of duplicity. And we see that the definition of duplicity says um, deceitfulness or double dealing. And I think double dealing is the best way to look at it right now because you're being – you're acting one way, for instance, in front of the camera for the live streamers playing video games or people on the news or people in politics or things like that. Or even you and I, we're acting one way to our friends and family, but then behind the scenes, we're acting a completely different way. So double dealing. And we need to be, as Catholic Christians and human beings in general, we need to be like Nathaniel, like St. Bartholomew. He is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. And so I think that really kind of fits into our world today, in our lives today, of being honest and being truly being yourself at all times. And, and, and our, our broken nature um, it, it is very easy to try to take advantage of people, you know, whatever it may be for their money, uh, for their, their body, for, uh, their status, whatever it is. And, yeah. and I think that's going back thousands of years. Um, so what is it that we can do, um, to try to, to not become, I guess, to, Duplicitous? How, how, duplicitous? Is du that how duplicitous. you? Duplicitous. Yeah. Du, yeah. Yeah. So, 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 how do we not be hypocrites? Because that's exactly what it sounds to me is, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Um, you see this all the time, and I think just as the degradation of our of our culture over the last forty years or more, uh, to the point where we're trying to push out Christianity and all religion together. Um, in our society and in, in, in just in popular culture. And it's all about me. How do we fight against this in a meaningful way? Do we, yeah. how do you preach this? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, the number one thing is, is take a look at your life. Take a look at exactly who you are. If you find, or if someone ever mentions to you that you're acting one way to a certain person and a different way to other people. Now let's also be clear. There's a difference also, for instance, with us guys, we're going to act one way with our guy friends than we would with our friends that are female. But it shouldn't be to the point of like, you know, with the guy friends, oh, you're going around messing around about. But then with the with the ladies, you're trying to have, you know, just constantly have sex with them. There, there's a difference there too. But um, you, it's not like every relationship is going to be 100% the, the same. But I think the easiest way to look at it is you pay attention to 
um, yourself and if anybody has mentioned to you that um, you're, you're you're just two different, completely different people like Jekyll and Hyde, right? And um, everything you should do, you know, everything that you say, a good way to look at it is if your mother was in the room, would you say that in front of her in a way? Right. Because it, it, it's kind of an easy, easy tell is, OK, what I, should I really say this or should I really act this way? Well, no, probably not. Or like if you were in front of the Holy Father, you know, if you're in front of Pope Francis, would you act the same way in front of Pope Francis that you do with other people? Right. Makes, makes sense. So there's all these different things that we different ways we can look at it. But it's trying to pay attention to how we are acting and trying not to live that hidden life, right? So like if you're one way online versus another way in um, person, you know, if you, I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show. Um, oh gosh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. It's it's on Netflix and it's the creation of the FBI's forensic crimes unit. Mind Hunter, uh, my brother's in the room for anybody that else is listening. So, um, but thank you, David. Uh, Mind Hunter, it's a great TV show on Netflix. But what they're talking about in that show is that um, the people that are doing these horrible, horrific crimes are acting one way to their families. And then in the double life, the duplicity that they are acting um, completely different. Well, uh, so we need to be in everything we do. We need to be completely honest, straightforward, and sincere, transparent, and real. You see this in politics all the time. Um, Absolutely. And and while we're on the topic of Netflix, House of Cards. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh, yes. A great show. But oh my gosh, did it ever show the duplicity of human nature? House of Cards. What a great show, but crazy. Yeah, and, and I don't know. I, I sometimes, whenever I was watching House of Cards, um, I, I truly believe that that is what happens in Washington. Is as disgusting as that is. Like they may have made some stuff up, but I, I think a lot of that came from uh, probably real uh, things that actually happen. But anyway, yeah. um, you know, you always hear about pol- you know politicians this, politicians that. They they talk they talk the talk, and they have a they're really good at that. And then it comes out that uh, they sexually abused their secretary or intern or whoever it is, you know, 20 years ago or even sooner than that. Um, yeah. Or they do drugs or they got caught with a DUI or, or whatever it may be. And it's like, you're supposed to be this upstanding citizen. And sometimes I feel that way. You know, we have a platform. We have people that actually listen to us. And sometimes yeah. whenever I fall into sin, it's like, it makes it worse. At least for me, it feels yeah. like it's worse. Like I'm supposed so when I'm, you know, being on Encounter Mercy, I'm supposed to be an example and and here I'm right. not. And so, you know, it, I think it's everywhere. It's just in our broken nature. So we just have to continue to fight it. And and that's that's what's hard. Um, and I think I think a great uh, way to look at this is um, you made a very good point is, yes, you and I are on a platform and and so much more so am I being that I'm a priest and I'm having to, you know, work in a community and, and people are looking up to me in this community, but here is a great thing. Even though we are trying our best to not be duplicitous, we're all going to sin, right? I have a short fuse. I have a really bad temper. I know that about myself and I screw up daily. And so how is it that you take care of it? Well, you follow your own preaching. And the number one thing that you and I preach is of course, going to confession. 
making ourselves available for the sacrament of reconciliation so that um, we can be made whole again, that we can be helped. And it's not about being perfect because how are we going to do this if we can't be perfect? Because we can't, you know, right? So the only way that we're not going, we're going to be 100% perfect no, uh, a non-duplicitous is if we're perfect. And the only place that that's going to happen is when we are in heaven. And so while we're on this side of eternity, the only way we can continue to work at this, and this isn't just for you and me, this is for everybody. The only way that we can really work at this is if we take advantage of the help that is given to us, not just you know, okay, if you have alcoholism, then you take advantage of the help there. Or if you're addicted to drugs, or if you're addicted to sex or pornography or masturbation, or if you're addicted to anything, get the help where the help is needed. If you have anger issues, paying attention to what you have to do there, but also taking advantage of the sacraments. And, you know, the sacraments, the sacrament of reconciliation, of course, number one, when you have committed a uh, mortal sin, you need to go to the sacrament of reconciliation. But the sacrament of Eucharist is also extremely important because it's not just you know, uh, a special thing for uh, those of us who are perfect because no one's perfect, but it's also food for the sick, medicine for the sick. And so taking advantage of the sacraments and listening to what God is talking about by listening to his word given to us in the uh, gospels and the letters and different areas like that. So it's not like we can be perfect on this side of heaven. We got to keep working on it. It's something that's going to continue to take time and patience, but we shouldn't ignore it. We shouldn't actively live two lives. We shouldn't be actively being duplicitous. We should be working against it. And that's where the key is. When we mess up, we make admission of our, our screw up and we get the help that we need. And I think looking to the saints is one way to really help too. Uh, looking how they live their lives which isn't much different than than our lives and our in every situation that you know that we find ourselves and to see how they treated others and right. you know you don't have to look very far you can look at some of the the larger household names that just about every catholic knows like saint francis um yeah and how he treated the poor and how he treated um the the, the sick the same way he would treat anybody else and that's how we that's how what we need to do um, right. and not take advantage because those are the people that you can easily take advantage of. Um, right. You, you see that all the time and yeah, well, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and the other side of that too, is for anybody that's saying, well, I, you know, St. Francis, what a wonderful guy. He did such amazing things. How am I going to ever live up to that? Well, how about St. Augustine who was most likely a sex addict and, um, even asked, you know, in one of his prayers, very famous prayer is, Oh God, please give me chastity, but just not yet. <laughs> you know, so if you're not perfect, well, congratulations, you can be in the same line as St. Augustine. You know, not, yeah. uh, none of the saints were perfect until they got to heaven because they each had their own sins, whatever it might be. Right. Especially if you start looking in the memoirs, if you can find any from some of the saints that we do have, and they're always, yeah. or, or their diaries, they're always writing about the, the, the sins that they're struggling with or, um, you know, the, the dry spell they're having with their prayer life and, and, and all these things. And again, they're living the same, they have the same problems, the same desires, the same temptations that we have today. Nothing's really changed. You know, today I always, 
I feel like every podcast I mentioned, we've been around as humans for 30 some thousand years and we still struggle with the same issues. Nothing's, yeah. nothing's changed. No, no. And, and it won't change until we are with God forever. Exactly. Exactly. Cause we're, we're, we're broken. So we have to, and, and that makes it harder. It, nothing's going to come easy. Um, you know, good things usually don't come easy. You have to work for them. Um, you know, put it in the, in the way of trying to learn something, trying to learn a trade or a new hobby. You have to practice over and over and over and over again, and you're going to, you're going to fail. And what I love about the Catholic church is you can always go to confession, like we talked about before. And no matter how bad you fail, you can wash that all away. Um, and, and, and so just to pick up and continue. So I think that's, I think that's the answer on how to, how to, get through that. If you're struggling with duplicity, uh, if you're a hypocrite is to recognize where you're failing and try to work on it and go to confession. And that's, it's the only way and, and to pray and to, like I said, look at, um, the saints who have gone before you and how they've dealt with similar situations. And, you know, we always learn, we, the best way to learn is through wisdom and watching other people. And I, and I love looking at the saints to figure out, uh, how to handle things in life. And you can pray to them because they're interceding for you. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, you're not, no one is doing this alone. Right. Right. And, and, and one of the things in um, Alcoholics Anonymous or any of the anonymous programs, the first thing you have to recognize is that there is a greater power over you. And then on top of that, that you're not doing this alone. And so anybody that is struggling in any way, you're not doing this alone. If you're struggling with an addiction or if you're you just, you know, you're just struggling with being yourself, you're not doing this alone. And so um, recognizing that reaching out to get the help you need is a huge first step, huge first step. And it might take you your entire life to do it, but it's still an important one and one that we need to pay attention to. And, and spirit, now, spiritual direction is another yeah. good, uh, good way to, 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 ha- to have a support system as well. Exactly. And that leads right into what I was going to ask you is now, Vince, I'm perfect. Don't you know it? So how will I notice if I'm being duplicitous? Any thoughts on that? Yeah. You're the most humble man that I know. Yes. Yes. I am the most humble man. Thank you for acknowledging how wonderful and perfect I am. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, after we're done here, I'm just going to talk to you about how much, how great you are and <laughs> uh, without fault. Well, and, and so like and and, and that gonna so, get, that's going to get to answer your question um one way is to find someone who you can actually confide in um yeah. and you know if it's a spiritual director fantastic if it's just a good friend also good um unfortunately today like i notice just by talking to my wife and like cuz females all women I should, females act, act like they're a totally different type of thing which they are but uh women just in general that I've noticed throughout my whole entire male life, uh, is there's a lot more drama and, uh, Oh man, I don't know, man. I I don't know. I'll let you keep thinking that, but I I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty sure, uh, guys can do a a lot more. You know know what? Actually you're right because yeah, now that you say that, so to get to my point is at least today, like you think of a good friend that's going to stop you if you're going to like, jump, you know, going to fall off a cliff or something like that. Like you'd hope that they would intervene before things got yeah. really bad. You, yeah. How often do you see that actually happening? 
like, I know I don't, I, I don't see that. And like, I talked, I talked to my wife and seeing like the things that are happening in her inner, like her circle of friends. And I'm like, um, are you going to say something to your friend? Uh, because that seems like a bad idea. She's like, yeah, I probably should. I was like, yeah, you, you might want to. And it's like, well, I don't know if I had a friend and I've done this for a couple of my friends where I see something, they're going down a bad path or doing something they really shouldn't be doing. And I'll, whether it's forcefully by actually literally grabbing them by their collar and shaking them or just sitting them down and saying, Hey, you, you might want to rethink this. Um, I don't see that happening a lot anymore um, because we're trying to be too polite and we don't want to offend anybody. Uh, but anyway, if you have a good friend and hopefully that you do that can be honest with you um, and you can sit down and say, Hey, uh, what am I doing wrong here? Uh, or am, am I failing anywhere in these areas? And they can, if they're honest, hopefully tell you, yeah, you're, you're a real jerk here. Uh, you, you, you say that you do this and then you don't or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I try to do that. The key, that's a key phrase to listen for is you say that you're going to do this, but you really don't ever do it. Right. Right. If you're, if you're being duplicit, it means you're, you're saying one thing and doing something else or, or, you know, it's just, it all has to equal out. Yeah. And and one way, the one way I like as a, as a manager at work, um, you know, I have one-on-ones with my employees a little, little less now that this whole COVID thing's going on and we've, kind of suspended meetings. Um, but one thing I'll ask is, Hey, how am I doing? And, and sometimes I hear like, Oh, he spends all his time at his desk. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't do anything. It's like, well, let me explain it from my perspective because there are things that I have to do at my desk as much as I don't want to. And I'd rather be on the floor with you guys. Uh, but I like to get my hands dirty too. Cause like, like, I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't do. And so I try, I try to go out there and I'll try to sweep the floor while they're working. So they don't have to do it whenever they're done. And I try to do little things like that to make their lives easier, especially when we're really busy. Um, but you know, I always try to ask like, Hey, what can I do better? Um, right. And I think it's a good place to start. Absolutely. And that's just, I think as just as human beings, we need to be doing in general. And one of the best places to look at that is, um, not just in our, uh, personal lives of like, okay, what do I need to be doing better as a friend? But like, actually taking that step, like you were saying in spiritual direction saying, okay, what's the next step I need to be taking in my spiritual life and growing in my spiritual, uh, spirituality and knowledge of the faith, not just a head knowledge, but a heart knowledge and finding that spiritual person that you can speak with. Even if it's, even if it's, you know, once in a very long while that you get to talk with them, but having that opportunity to chat with them and talk about your faith is important as well. So that's why we always encourage a spiritual director or someone like that. Yeah. Uh, especially during these times right now where, uh, you have one third of, you know, one third of churches, at least in our, in our diocese, um, you know, one third capacity. Uh, so not everyone's getting to church. Some people are still afraid to go to church, um, for, for multiple reasons. We know whether it's, you know, you're predisposed to, um, to the, to, you know, I guess bad things happening if you get coronavirus or you have family members or, you know, close friends or people that you don't want to expose so that you don't go. And, and that can be hard. And we've talked about this already about, you know, kind of being on an Island, uh, when you're away from, away from church, you're away from that community. So it's, it's important to, to be able to reach out and it's easy during these kind of times, 
with, I mean, just with everything, it doesn't have to be just COVID, anything that's going around. If you've watched the news in the last couple of weeks, uh, to just to become angry about everything yes. and to treat people horribly. Yes. You know, and when it comes to maybe because of the fact that, you know, churches are at one third capacity and for instance, even in my experience of priesthood, I'm not able to meet with everybody like I used to be able to, because you can't do um, stuff one-on-one anymore. Um, really all that safely, etc. cetera. Um, you might investigate and see if your pastor is meeting with people on zoom or over FaceTime or something and just be able to chat with them there. It doesn't work for confession, but you know, for spiritual direction, it definitely works. Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. It's better. I mean, no, I'm not gonna lie. It's better if it's in person because there's just that one less, um, leap to have to take between family or between, uh, you know, persons. So, um, you know, it's better if it can be in person, but if you can't still better than nothing. Right. It's better than being a hermit, not talking to anybody. And Hey, this is, this is my Jesus. And this is the Jesus that I want to have, you know, just like you look around and, uh, and people interpret their own Jesus. Yeah. We don't need that. So what else you got? Let's, I think basically, and, and what I want to finish up with here is to just ask everybody to reflect today upon, um, how free are we truly from duplicity? Are we living a person that is of honesty, sincerity, and transparency? Or are we lying? Are we lying to ourselves? Are we lying to other people? Um, when we, How we act, are we being true and honest with ourselves and with others? Or are we um, having to make ourselves look better in other people's eyes? Uh, are we the real deal? And living this way is really the only way that we can live because if we are not living that way, we're, we're lying and, and that's a sin. It's a major sin. And so let us pray today that God helps us to grow in a virtuous way to, through the intercession of St. Bartholomew to actually uh, step outside of any sort of temptation of duplicity or guile, uh, to step away from um, lies of uh, either about ourselves or that we have made up and let us truly live our lives in a way that we can build up each other and may so that we can hear Christ say there he that we are the real deal, that we are not duplicitous, that he might say that to us that we are a true child of God, that we are not duplicitous. Amen. So I guess with that said, uh, we're going to end it here. So run a half an hour and um, nice quick one tonight. And I yeah. apologize. Hey, if anybody's, and if anybody, yeah, I was going to say, if anybody's ever listening in the summer and realizing that um, it's not every week, well, we're taking a little bit of time off because I don't know about you, but I've been outside a lot more lately. Uh, I have too. It's just been crazy. Um I think once, yeah, the, I think the sun makes the kids go nuts and we're, yeah. I don't know where the time, I don't know where June went, uh, as no. much, as much as I want this year to be over, uh, at the same time, I don't want it to go by too quickly either because we're in the best time of, uh, you know, of, of the summer and my daughter is uh, barging into the room. So, Hey, <laughs> of Amelia, course she is. you want to say hi real quick? Say you're listening no. <laughs> to the Encounter Mercy podcast. <laughs> Say hi. Hi. 
Hi. <laughs> oh, it's good to have her there. So it sounds like she is going to bed, which means that we're going to have to end this here so that I can say goodnight to my daughter before she heads up to bed. So I think that was a good ending. Amelia, is the first so time too. on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Well, take care, everybody, and have a wonderful week, and we'll hope to see you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs>